everybody. Thanks for joining us in, again for another great edition of Talking Ticks. I'm Scott Gerard. Talking with me tonight, as always, Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Got a, a hopefully a little quick wrap up for you this week. Uh, we got baseball, some action out in Columbia, South Carolina against the Gamecocks. Uh, we we walked away even, uh, believe it or not. We'll get into that. We had some portal activity uh, with the basketball teams. Uh, we could touch on that real quickly and. I don't know. It was um, for the same reason, you know, that we didn't really have a a, a full series against uh, South Carolina. We also could talk about some Masters action because uh, that was going on at the same time. Uh, weather didn't stop them completely, though. And I don't know. Whatever else kind of comes up. This could be like a little lanyap pod for, for more or less. Before we talk about any of that, I'll see how the co-hosts are doing. Do you guys have a have a good weekend? I know you probably caught some masters. Um but other than that, how was it? Yeah, uh, great to be with you. Another another good weekend. Yeah, really enjoyed watching the Masters. Um watched a little bit of the LSU baseball game, uh or baseball games and saw the uh and, and you know, and then of course having it cut short was kind of weird, like you said, but there was gosh, if you watched any of the Masters, you knew about the 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 weather there that y'all were dealing with on the East Coast. So um, yeah, another good, another good weekend, you know, some good LSU sports talk. It's kind of, kind of hitting that lull just a little bit. It's going to be baseball till spring, spring football. And then pretty much it'll be, you know, kind of on the downward slope towards football season, which is hard to believe. Cause I feel like the bowl game just happened, but, um, either way, you know, good to be here talking with you again. Yeah. We're on that. come down a little bit from the March madness. We, we missed the national championship game last podcast because it happened after we recorded on that Monday evening, obviously UConn had a big win there, but yeah, a uh, good weekend caught some, some golf and yeah, we're getting a little bit of that weather down in Florida. Scott, you were right up in the mix uh, around mm-hmm. Atlanta, but yeah, doing well. Um, excited for, for more sports this week, looking forward to uh, my alma maters battling it, each other and LSU versus Tulane uh, baseball <laughs> in, in tomorrow. So that'll be a fun one. Oh yeah. Uh, and they're playing at Tulane which I thought was interesting because usually the in-state games, but they, you know, they, they always play. Like there's a lot of back and forth with them in Tulane, right? Like they, this isn't new for them playing in new Orleans. Yeah. No, it used to, it used to be a thing where they would play a home and home every year, like one game at LSU and one game at Tulane. And that was obviously the biggest game on the Greenways calendar pretty much all year. And I, I went to a couple of those games uh, when I was a student there and that was the only game pretty much that the whole stadium was packed people coming down from Baton Rouge and partying in New Orleans but uh, it was fun and yeah Tulane has had some some baseball success they made a college world series I think 2003 or something like that uh, they're not a, a juggernaut or anything but always fun so uh, yeah looking forward to a good matchup for one of their Super Bowls uh, this year right on was that the game they called the Wally Pontiff Classic or was that something different uh, yeah, that that is it. I'm not really sure okay. why. <laughs> I think because it used to be like a charity game too, right? Like it was, it was like that game served as some sort of fundraiser for Wally Pontiff. I don't know. Maybe he was just like a something to do with both schools. Uh, but I, I forget. I guess we'll have to look that up and uh, we could present it to our listeners for the next pod. Um, but yeah, um, I, I don't know who you're pulling for. You don't have to tell us. But after that. Um, yeah, the, the Tigers will host the Kentucky Wildcats, who are uh, looking pretty good this year. But as for this past weekend, yeah, like we said, the, the Tigers kind of come away with a draw with the series. Uh, 
South Carolina kind of took it to him that first game. Uh, I think they won 12 to five, no, 12, yeah, 12, seven, but no, 12, five. I'm sorry. Uh, LSU kind of came back for the second game in the series in, in comeback fashion, actually, they were down seven to three. Uh, but then Gavin Dugas just did some Dugasing and basically hit a crane slam to get him back in the game. And then they, they scored one in the eighth. Um, looking at both games, it was, I don't know. It was, uh, well, I, you could toss the first one up to a rain delay if you wanted to, but um, cause you, you know, the Tigers just look drastically different before the delay and after they also, also didn't have Paul Skeens who before the delay had eight strikeouts, even though he had already gave up what three runs at that point. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. There's a lot to be said about Jay Johnson's decision of taking Skeens out. Uh, I guess because he had sat too long for the delay um, and, or just, you know, some of the decisions coming out of the delay too. It's like, some of those situations, like they had three guys on with no outs and like they didn't even have a hit yet. So it was, um, you know, they were just, and then he would just let the pitcher finish out the inning. I, I don't know. It was just kind of interesting. You know, it's, it, it, it kind of had a sense of, all right, well, Jay's just chalking this game up already. He doesn't care what happens. Second yeah. game. I don't know. It seemed a little bit different. Uh, we still had some pitching issues, but I don't know. At least the, the, the guys were able to come back. They didn't look flat offensively. You know, they had opportunities, um, which I know usually by day two, if, if our, if our hitters didn't get you by day one, day two, they are. So we did see that came back. We were able to hold it down with our, what, like one of our last remaining good pitchers uh, to, to save the win. And then, you know, of course, game three didn't happen, but what did you see from games one and two? Like you think it was all about the rain delay or, you know, it was just the matchups, you know, just, you know, going by the inning. I mean, I, I think that probably this is this is some of the best pitching we faced um, so yeah, far, um, and I think that uh, this was this was probably LSU's like this was definitely our our hardest test so far. Just when be, between the rain delay, the it being on the road, the all the weather stuff around it, not just the rain delay, but like I mean, eventually having the game canceled, the last game canceled. Um, you know, it's that that was a there was a lot of adversity, um, and in some ways we were able to to overcome it. Like in that second game, we really battled back to to win the game. But in that first one, you know, it was kind of like you said, it was it was a bad loss. Um, I hope that kind of the, that this is maybe the the worst of our the worst we've, we'll see in SEC play. This is one of the, you know we're like we t- kind of previewed last week. Um, this series against South Carolina is really the 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 final big test in the sec that we'll have before we get to Hoover. Um, so I'm hoping that, you know, maybe this was a, we kind of, we kind of, uh, split this, we split this series, did not really have to, you know, worry about a rubber match. And now we can move on to the rest of our, uh, sec schedule and continue on. But, um, you know, this was, this was probably the most disappointing I've, I've seen this LSU team play so far, but I wouldn't say I'm, I don't think it's a cause for concern. The rating, the ratings just came out to today and LSU still number one. Yeah, I agree uh, with a lot of what you had to say, Tommy. I think this was probably our worst ball that we've played this year, especially yeah. on the, on the pitching side with Skeens getting touched up basically the first time we've seen all season. And then Ty Floyd having a, a tough outing on the second game, which 
Uh, another thing to be said is maybe the moving the schedules all around had a little bit of an effect on the pitchers kind of rhythm and stuff. But I mean, South Carolina was subjected to the, the same condition, so you can't lean on that too heavily, but uh, yeah, Skeens giving up three runs in just three innings, not super characteristic of him. And then the bats couldn't come alive to, to just take that one out. The second game I watched like the first couple innings and then uh, South Carolina had already put up like four on the board. They scored two runs in the first inning, both off a of hit by pitches back to back. It was like, what are we, what are we doing out here? But uh, LSU tightened up and then late in the, the eighth inning, Gavin Dugas came up with a huge clutch grand slam to put us back in a tie. Um, and he's, he seems to have come up with a lot of clutch hits, not only yeah. this year, but, but last year and, and the year before as well. So uh, glad we can rely on him in those type of situations. And I kind of wish we could have got the, the rubber match, the third one to win the series, I guess. I don't know who decides these things, but if you watch the masters, you saw it was a beautiful day on Sunday yeah. uh, and Columbia is only, I think about 80 miles away from Augusta. So if they could have pushed it to Sunday, they maybe could have played it then, but it is what it is. There was some discussion online about South Carolina being a little bit scared to face this and they wanted to kind of take their going even in the series after we had kind of took the, the second game out from under their noses. <laughs> but a, a, a lot to a lot to work on for for LSU going into this week against Kentucky, um, on on the pitching especially, uh, as as well as Garrett Edwards pulled his elbow in, in one of the games, and Jay Johnson did not really have an optimistic look on him today, so that he might be out for a good while, which is, is not bad. good for us, yeah. as he's been one of our our good relievers that we've gone to a lot, and uh, he didn't really give much of a timetable on Chase Shores either. So we're we're already getting thin in the pitching trenches, which is not what you need going down the stretch in the SEC schedule. Um, but we'll we'll see what we can do. Maybe some people will give an op- opportunity to step up and emerge like Evan Gidry did at the end of the second game. So uh, that'll be a big storyline going forward. I feel like that was his best um, his best pitching outing we've seen so far. Like Gidry. Yeah, he gave up a couple of hits, but he through three clutch strikeouts to close out the game when he needed to. And that's a true freshman. He gave the Carolina dug out the stare down as he walked off at the end a of the true game, freshman, so. a true freshman who, it, well, I mean, he's, he was projected to be, to be both. But when I think of him, when I saw him, when I saw him on the, you know, the depth chart, when I saw him coming out of high school, he's a shortstop. Mm-hmm. I liked him for, you know, and I'd always heard about him for his, his play in the field and his hitting. So, um, pretty cool to have that you know that dual threat yeah i think louisiana mr baseball or something i think he played for barb in lake charles he I did. Be wrong on that and barb is like one of the best teams in the country in baseball i think they're top 25 in the country so uh yeah keep that pipeline going and get people on both sides of the ball maybe we'll see skeins hit eventually uh, if we need him but i doubt that'll happen as we kind of have to lean on him as our one true ace at this point yeah yeah and yeah you said he he, he did get touched up but i I don't know. Again, that's Ty Floyd's, you know, he got touched up. We talked about that last week um, where he could get touched up, but he could still go Um, this week. It didn't happen, but I don't know. Every week's going to be different, right? This is the first time we saw Skeens kind of take some, take some off the chin. Uh, I mean, he still got eight strikeouts though in three innings. That's um, that's crazy. And so he, he earned his first loss, unfortunately, but I don't think that changes anything. Hopefully it doesn't change, you know, the fact that we, we thought we had two solid starters, right? Um, it, it was against South Carolina and you think about it, 
this weekend. Then you have Kentucky coming up this week, who's also highly ranked. Then the weekend before, it was Tennessee, right, who's good good on their own. They were last few years. Before that, it was Arkansas and, and A&M. So it's like we, we, all these other teams in the SEC, at least in the West, it's like – they, I don't know. They, I think in the standings, there might be teams above us, even though we're the number one team in the country. But it's like, who have they played? We've played anybody who's anybody that's going to do anything. Next week, like, I think it was a good test against Carolina. Uh, we showed what we needed to. That rubber game, I don't know. I was going to talk about that in a minute. But even without it, like, you still have one more against Kentucky. Again, it, it, not that the competition completely goes off a cliff, but it's not going to be. Uh, all these high-level programs with all these really good pitchers and hitters that just, uh, you know, it's kind of like us. You can only stand up, you know, your your team can only withstand so much before the other team starts to give. So uh, I I think after the Kentucky series, we could, I don't want to say take a breather, but it's I don't think we're going to see as tough a competition week in and week out, but we still only have what? like four more series anyway. So yeah, uh, like you said, it, it was good to see what we could do against Carolina. Cause without that, it's like, yeah, we're good, but like who in the East is going to do something that we might run into that we wouldn't be prepared for. Um, I feel like we can hold our own against everybody. If our pitching is on. Yes, absolutely. And I will say I was watching um, on gosh, Friday night, no Thursday night. Um, no, after Friday night, after the second game, I was watching SEC Network and just kind of like watching highlights. And uh, did you see Vanderbilt took their first loss in, I guess, the first loss in SEC play? Is that right? Or they they were on like a ten game win or a nine game win streak, and they lost to South Carolina. I mean, to uh, to Missouri. And I felt like, especially because they had that a little bit of a slow start at the beginning of the season, they've been a little bit under the radar. Um, but watching watching those highlights. Kind of, I was like, mm, you can't count the Vandy boys out. And <laughs> yeah. so when I'm thinking about them, you know, I'm thinking about going to Hoover. I'm thinking about regionals, super regionals, that kind of thing. Um, and seeing them kind of get hot a little bit. Now they did lose to Missouri, but seeing them kind of get hot through the stretch of uh, SEC plays made me a little bit scared. Right. Vanderbilt and Florida have both been playing really well. So it's a bit fortunate that we dodged both of those on the schedule but i mean any week in the sec play is is dangerous and like kentucky was not uh, a big contender preseason but now they're the number 12 team in the country coming to baton rouge so i mean wildcats you don't think of them as a, a baseball power but uh, we'll see how that goes they've only lost i think six games uh oh, only five actually the same the same amount as us the entire year so uh we'll see how that goes although they did just drop to last week to georgia um, so that's exciting and it'll be a, a real test of where we go with our, our pitching depth with, uh, multiple injuries. And then after this, uh, somewhat tough outing against Carolina also in the, in the midweek game against Nichols last week, no pitcher threw more than one inning. They did like a complete pitcher by committee. So maybe that we run the same thing out against Tulane on Tuesday to try and conserve some arms and, uh, it, we really need somebody to kind of step up there to to support our bats. Definitely. Uh, can't always just be Gavin Dugas. So I will give, you know, a little shout out to Cade below. So he's, he maintained his uh, presence this weekend. He actually drove in the winning run 
uh, yeah. in game two. Uh, so, you know, shout out to him. He's playing well. Overall, I think the defense has also been good because, you know, LSU was leading the nation in um, uh, in fielding percentage. I don't know if they still are, but, uh, like, that was an issue is uh, some of these, uh, like, especially against Tennessee, is, like, errors killed them. Like, that's, that's what gave us, I think, uh, one, at least one of those games in the series is all the errors. They had a lot of young guys, you know. We have a lot of more experienced guys in the field. Some some freshmen are getting playing time, definitely. But it's like uh, uh, you feel like your your infield is pretty safe. We're not going to like just hand away. It's like the the only errors we're giving away runs on are through the pitching, right? Through past balls, uh, based on balls or hit, you know, hit hit batters. So yeah. if we can clean that up, it might not have cost us. 12 runs against South Carolina or, or mm-hmm. seven runs to have to come from behind to win, you know? Yeah. I think Carolina scored like seven or eight unearned runs, like runs that they scored on walks, hit by pitches, pass balls, um, like fielder's choice type of thing. So yeah. it's uh, those things add up. I mean, like we saw in the, the, sat- the I say Saturday, cause it was the second game, but the, the Friday game, uh, those one runs make a difference. So uh, especially, tough sec competition so if we can get that cleaned up then we're looking good Mm -hmm. so i wanted to ask you guys about this because like you said earlier i forget who it was uh but yeah augusta's like an hour from columbia and i was just i I knew whatever you know you're gonna see it uh the masters you're gonna see in south carolina and there were gaps sunday was beautiful um i think way ahead of time you know they probably left that open for players you know just to respect it is easter you know like you, um maybe that was why i know that there's also some rule in the sec where you have to finish a series within three days right like so if they started on thursday it had to be finished by saturday just per sec rules mm-hmm. um but they you know there's talk of like either changing that so that you can work this other day if need be i don't know if they would have still put it on easter instead yeah, um, but it like if there was for no reason, it just the series from Thursday to Saturday, uh, if they did have that day to flex, they could, um, because what they decided to do just made no sense. Like, yeah, no, though, no, it was, nothing was probably going to happen on Saturday. Um, I mean, they were able to. I don't know. They didn't really do anything. Uh, but uh, Friday, like, I don't know, like maybe it would have been a late game finishing, but they probably could have pieced the game together in between spots of bad weather, right? Like that was the original plan. Then they pushed the game, then they canceled it. And well, they weren't going to put two on a Thursday, but I, I don't know. There's just, there's, there's something about the scheduling with that, right? Cause uh, now we're just, we're out of game. It's not going to really kill us in SEC standings, but it's, I, I don't know. It's like, like, what, what can the SEC do to make things better moving forward? Cause this is just an, example of how things can go completely bad like that lsu florida football game way you know the hurricane game way oh back yeah in the day you know so it's like what can the sec do to make this better i don't know it's it's tough because it's a series so you know it's not as simple as like i remember um uh south carolina it was actually south carolina that's weird um there was a time in like 20 i think it was 2015 2016 there was a hurricane coming to South Carolina. They yep. just moved the game to Tiger State. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Leonard um, Fournette uh, like auctioned off a jersey and donated the money. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 
I mean, that you know, you could say, oh, well, like South Carolina kind of got robbed from a home game, but they got the game in, and that was what they cared about. Yeah, I don't really think you you couldn't really do that with a, in a especially if you're two games into a baseball series. No, but um, what if what if you just default to Hoover or something dumb like that? I don't. No, know. I mean, just, that, that could. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Um, I guess I. Yeah, that would yeah, that would I, make I, sense. I think if it was football, they would make it happen some way right. just because of the, the money involved. Baseball is a little bit different, especially when you've played two out of the three games. You're kind of just like, eh, whatever. Uh, in this specific instance, he only I mean, they canceled the game, so I don't see it getting played to any future point. But LSU does play at Georgia the last weekend of the year. Um, it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday C- series. So if they could, that's not too far from Columbia tack on another game on Sunday and go play that or something. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I think you kind of you take what you can at this point and then just move forward. Try not to let it bother you too much. If I'm yeah. LSU, I don't know if I even want to to attack it on again. I feel like you just move on. Because yeah. that, even that's only, I think, three days before the SEC tournament. So you would be pretty gassed at that point. Yeah. Yeah. That's stupid. Like, what if that what if we needed that game for some stupid? I don't know. Like, You just waste your best pitcher just to, for that one game. Nah. Um, I don't know. I, I think they'll they'll have to look at it, right? Because I, I don't know if there are other series affected in the SEC, but I know a lot of them started on a Thursday. Um, but anywho, um, I guess we'll keep an eye on the Gamecocks because yeah, we'll we'll definitely see them in Hoover, maybe even uh, beyond. So glad we got that out of the way, and we can. I don't know. Like you said, focus, find our pitching, right? Like, yeah. Um, Griffin Herring gave some good innings. Uh, Riley Cooper. I don't know. It's, I don't, it's like, it's, it's on or off for a lot of these guys. I haven't seen Ackenhausen in a minute. Um, and you know, still there's Javen Coleman waiting to get better. Uh, we did have a lot of guys on the roster, but I think, you know, we saw some of that. What he, we had one guy from Canada. Uh, I forget his name. He played, gosh, I think he's the one that started. He didn't start. Uh, he, he played after the rain delay. Um, he like, I don't know. He loaded the bases. Then somebody hit a grand slam. Yeah. Classic Canada. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, we, we tried him. What else? What else? Because after Next. that, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Um, but, you know, we, we have this midweek game, too. That's where we're supposed to be developing who's whoever's going to be next. I mean, it was supposed to be Chase Shores, but, you know, that's not going to happen. Uh, it's going to be Christian Little, too. He's been our game three Johnny Holstaff starter. So uh, that, I guess that's what it is for now. Hopefully we, we can still rely on Ty Floyd for like a day two thing, you know? Yeah. Um. As long as everybody stays healthy, I guess that's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, it, it, but I still, I still, I'm still confident in this team. I feel like we've got when Skeens is on, he's unbeatable. Dylan Cruz is pretty much unbeatable. You know, like yeah, they're number one for two a best reason. players. Yeah, we got the two best players in the nation, and yeah, we're number one for a reason. Um, but. So uh, let's just, let's just move on. Let's get to, let's get, you know, get Kentucky in and uh, on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of our, our records and we're number one for like, this is the, 
this is this uh, 26 and five. Like we, we haven't had that record since 2015, which I don't know if you remember, that's the year we actually made it to the college world series finals. Right. And lost to Florida. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, everyone who says, Oh, the Tigers, y'all didn't win anything since so nine. Like, yeah. But we, we played for another one. Gosh, that was a that was a fun World Series too. It was unexpected, right? That's why yeah. it was fun. I think that was like when we had one starter and everything else, we kind of just pieced together. So if we're doing that good now, uh, you know, hopefully we could keep it going uh, on the easier half of the schedule. But uh, but anywho, um, yeah, that weather's going to get you every time. Didn't really affect. I mean, it affected the Masters too. But you know what didn't happen in Columbia? At least we didn't have to worry about any trees falling on the field. Did y'all see that yeah. in the Masters? Yeah. That's crazy. It was pretty crazy. Although, I mean, didn't affect anybody, which was which was even crazier. You oh, could hear he's dodged it. Yeah. They could hear that pine cracking, so you could see yeah. it was happening in slow-mo. Luckily, it, you know, wouldn't like a wind just blew it over. Uh, yeah, you could – yeah, but if it didn't, oh, my God, there was – I don't think there's any coming back from that. Uh, yeah. Good thing nobody was hurt. They're definitely going to look at their uh, <laughs> at their their trees from here on out. But I, I don't know. It was like it fell over at the roots. The ground was soft. What can you do? You know. Yeah. It's a younger tree. I guess the roots aren't deep enough. Um, but anyway, overall, the Masters. I don't know if that and you guys had uh, had Mr. Rom pegged as, as the winner, but uh, he he did it. Uh, I don't know. There was, you were probably looking at, did you mention before uh, Sam Burns? Yeah. He, he had a good start to the tournament. I think he faded a little bit towards the end. Yeah. So he was, was in the different... top, top 10, I think in after Thursday and was maybe he? Friday too. Well, there's a different Sam that was getting all the attention. Sam Bennett. Yeah. Texas A&M. He did really well. Um, thing I don't get about that. Uh, it's like he's he's still at Texas A&M, right? He's he's on the golf team there. So after he does this, he goes back to join the golf team. Uh, yes. How does he? So how is he able to do a pro event and still maintain uh, amateur? Like you know, because he doesn't. Well, take he any competed prize money. as an amateur. Oh, so you know, he didn't take any prize money. If he had won mm-hmm. the tournament, he would have gotten paid zero. Oh, it, well, wow. no, and he he he. Play, you know, he I, he got nothing, even though he was. I think he was entitled to a certain amount of purse mm-hmm. as right. finishing. I think he finished what, like nineteenth gotcha. or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he didn't get anything. Yeah, I wondered how that worked because I, mean, I know it's an IL, but it's it's different, right? Because he's getting paid to be. Yeah. It's like why why go back to golf practice after that? It's like it. <laughs> well, the interesting thing that I saw, um, and Daniel, I don't know if you noticed this. So like he was wearing, you know. Well, first, like most golfers, just like in, I guess, just like in pretty much all sports, the athletes make more money off of their um, endorsements than like the salary or the, I mean, and that's not the case for everybody, but uh, especially it is, in, it definitely is in golf and like tennis and kind of sports like that. So um, what was interesting to me was he, and you can kind of, you can always tell, you know, like the guys, the, the golfer sponsorships are, they got a logo on the shirt. They got a logo on the chest. They got a logo, two logos on the sides of the hat, one on the front of, you know, the bag. And he had a bunch of logos and they weren't just, you know, it wasn't just that he was wearing a polo shirt. And so it had the polo logo. Like he had a bunch of logos of like brands and stuff like that. So I'm interested. I was interested to see, um, 
I, I would imagine that's his NIL deals, which is kind of interesting to me because um, I think that'd be the first time that I've seen a college athlete. And I know this wasn't an NCAA event, so it wouldn't, it's not exactly the same, but that's the first time I've seen a college athlete compete while representing the brand, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, I'm sure A&M could have spun up something pretty quick uh, in that regard. So he, he got his money one way or the other. So good for him. But yeah, fun event overall. Uh, Kevka choked it a little bit at the end. I thought he was going to stay strong, but tough conditions having to play what like 24 holes on, on the last day on Sunday. But it was good yeah. conditions. It was pretty wild seeing him out there on the uh, the Friday and the Saturday with the wind howling and the rain pouring down. Tiger looked like he was about having the most miserable day miserable day of his life he really was he'd written of course he resigned from the uh mm-hmm. you know that that day that round all he got for making the cut was more pain <laughs> but well no he got he he, he got 40, 44 grand right he got 44 grand i think that's nothing to him but still well yeah yeah he, what record he was i, th- I want to say he was doing it um I mean, obviously he's playing to win, but also I think the the whole point of making the cut was um, if he made the cut, he he tied the record for most cuts ever made, I think, in a Masters or something like that. And so, like, I think, you know, let's say next year he comes up and he makes the cut again, he'll he'll hold the most cuts ever made. Yeah. Well, it's Phil Mickelson making a run at it at the end. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, the big thing was just the, uh, was the, uh, the live dynamic. You know, with Kepka and Phil and um uh well yeah, Kepka and Phil being the, the two live you know, kind of the faces of live, I guess, um, along with Dustin Johnson as well. But with those two competing and being real close to winning, um, you know, there PGA was was not excited, was not uh, happy about that. <laughs> right. I was gonna ask you guys about that. If you, if you, would you have been, I don't know, would you have felt differently if it was a live person, whoever it was that won? I mean, I was rooting against, um, against Kepka. I, I liked, right. I, I liked John Ron winning, winning. I thought that was cool, but, um, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a big live fan. So I was, I was glad to see them not win, but yeah, eventually, I mean, talk. I'm sure it'll happen eventually. There was a talk because because they play in the live, their like world golf ranking falls so much because they don't play in like the normal tournaments. But like Kepka is like 50th in the world or something, even though he's obviously one of the best. And Mickelson's like 100th in the world. <laughs> so it's like we got these two like amateurs out there battling out on Sunday at the Masters. Uh, I don't know how they're ever going to reconcile that. I mean, maybe they'll come to a deal between the PGA and the, the live tour eventually that allows cross play or something. And then the majors, obviously, since they're playing in the masters exists as kind of a third alternative. Well, I don't, well, I, that's the thing. I think the masters is the only one that's going to be like, because Augusta national controls the masters. It's just, a, it's their own tournament. They allowed whoever to play. Um, if you qualify, you play or you can't play. But I, like, for instance, I don't think, Brooks, Kepka, uh, Phil Mickelson, any of them will be allowed to play in the U.S. Open at all because that's a strictly PGA Tour event. Hmm. That's how, at least that's what I, that's how I understand it, which is kind of crazy. I guess it's whether you want the money or the, the chance at glory. Yeah. 
Yep. With the amount of money that they're getting from the, from Live, I'm sure they're okay. You know, I'm sure there's part of them that's okay with it. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it is. It's going to be weird to have you know some of the best players um, just not able to play. And then you were texting me about this, the potential thing about Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy is like third. They've got their own little thing brewing. Yeah. Um, so like Tiger, so that's 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 their that's the PGA's answer to live. Scott, have you heard about this? No. So, um, and and supposedly Tiger turned down a billion dollars to stay with the PGA. Like Live wanted him for a billion dollars cash, um, and he turned it down. The 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 thing that PGA is trying to do to compete is they're going to do this thing. Um, God, I forget what it's called, but um, it's basically going to be like Top Golf or kind of like a virtual golf. Um, it's going to I think they're going to do some of it in Atlanta, and it's going to be like indoors and at like the stadium, like inside of a stadium kind of thing. Um, but that's going to that's supposed to be the 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 PGA Tour's answer to live. Um, so I, it's interesting. I'm not, I think it starts 2024, but I'm interested to see how that's going to be. Cause I mean, indoor golf is weird to me, but, um, you know, Tiger and Rory are going to be behind it. So that's kind of, you know, that should have something. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be the same as people, uh, hitting, hitting the nine iron off the top top aisles of the shoot right at tiger stadium or something but because <laughs> you said it's going to be in a stadium i was like oh my god that'd be awesome yeah that'd be cool uh just one of these tours where they do what you did tommy where they just they do chip shots all all, all across the field yeah. all across the country uh i don't know that's that's interesting um i don't know maybe tiger woods is a purist but as far as him playing i don't know he said this i heard him say this week and he's like i don't know how many more i got in me like he looked, it was just, I know he was in pain, but it was painful to watch him limping it was. Him, in the rain. Yes. <laughs> him walking uh, around was very, it was very upsetting. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I imagine whatever he's going to do, he's going to just be like, I don't know, administrative, right? Just like, I don't know how much longer. I wouldn't be surprised if he just takes the whole year off and tries to make another run at the Masters next year. And that's kind of just like his thing. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, like Fred Couples is still playing in the Masters. He's was he sixty three? Yeah, he's, he's the oldest, old, oldest to ever make the cut. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I actually met him one time. He was a little bit rude, a little prickly for an old man. But um, uh, but yeah, I mean, like I hope I hope Tiger continues to at least you know come out. I think I think it's good for the game. It's probably the most golf talk we've ever had on talking to. <laughs> But, but it's it because we're talking Tiger. Talking that's, that's right. That's right. Uh, just has to have Tiger in it. Uh, uh, speaking of Tigers, I did want to mention the basketball transfer portal. For the men's team, it's been hot this week. I tell you. Uh, it started with us landing Jordan Wright from Vanderbilt. Uh, but then I don't know how soon after. Uh, like, I think it was like the next day we lost Sean Phillips, like our, our center, our big guy. And then we found out that Jalen Cook, who was with LSU, is actually a Tulane, is going to be transferring back. And then after that, Adam Miller says, yeah, no, no, I'm a transfer. I'm out. I came back after the injury, but I'm done. So he's leaving. Yeah. So I don't know. Again, it's a portal. It can, it can happen or it can't. 
I don't I imagine I don't know the 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 Miller one was interesting for me because like he landed here after he you know he was hurt uh, so he didn't play that year after Wade left he said yeah I'll, I'll stay but now he wants to go um anyone right. that left so we kind of expected this to happen after the the really poor season we had players won out uh maybe some other people see an opportunity with a bad LSU team to pick up some some steam like cook from Tulane who actually like you said was with LSU I think his freshman year didn't play transferred to Tulane actually was really good he was like the starting point guard for them and then now he's coming back home to LSU he's a Louisiana native so it makes sense uh and hopefully he can continue his his solid play taking maybe out of Miller's spot Miller disappointment because he was pretty hyped transfer coming out of Illinois after a big freshman year and then blew out his ACL before the season even started. And really he lost a step there was never the same. Uh, and after sitting out the whole year, there was excitement about him coming back for this season and it just, it really wasn't there. So that's too bad. And I feel bad for him because obviously the ACL uh, is not really his fault or anything. And it's just a, a tough way to go about your career. Yeah. But um, I guess grass is always greener somewhere else. So I wish him luck. And then you mentioned Sean Phillips as well, who played sparingly, but somewhat effectively towards the end of the year. And it, it always helps to have a seven footer who can bully people around. Uh, so he, he's gone. And I guess we'll find out within the next couple of weeks to months, uh, how Matt McMahon is going to assemble this patchwork of a team for the 2023, 24 season. Um, I think I mean, we right thought now. he had a challenge last year. I feel like it's even more of a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Now, now we can't really go digging in his, uh, in his sock drawer of Moorhead or Murray state players and bringing mm-hmm. those people over. So, uh, it's just going to be, um, Joe, John and Jack, just a, a bunch of people <laughs> at LSU. Daniel, we need to re-enroll and maybe go just, why don't we go start shooting some hoops? We might be able to play. I know Parker Edwards finally leaving the team that opens a spot for us. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, do you guys think uh, women's basketball winning at all would have any, would that change anything for anybody? Well, along with, you know, hey, now we have a spot for you. Like Adam Miller left. So maybe someone that wasn't considering before is like, oh, shoot, LSU's wide open. Like, do you think that women's winning a team like changes the look of, not not the men's, but maybe just the school, the program, you know? Just the, the, the basketball program? I mean, I think there's something, yeah, I think there's something to be said for it. It's kind of like, um, and I don't know exactly, I'm not, I'm not a student of, of the Baylor history, but I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Baylor was, Baylor women's was better than Baylor men's until the year they both won, right? Like recently when Baylor won and was it 2019? Um, yeah. Was it 2019 when they won? You, remember, you know what I'm talking about? I think the men won in 2020 or no, cause that was the year they canceled it. Cause of COVID I think 21. Okay. Well, anyways, my point is, it's like, you know, I feel like Baylor was able to, to kind of use Mulkey's success to build the men's and then vice versa. You would hope that LSU would be able to do the same, but, um, and, and we kind of talked about it, I think last, last week with the facilities and the investments that might be made in basketball in general, that men, the men's will get to benefit from, but uh gosh i i'm just i don't know i know that lsu's let's let's be honest lsu's not a basketball school we kind of said when when will wade was here and we were winning we were like oh lsu is about but we were we were proven by scott woodward's 
decisions to basically sacrifice the basketball program for the greater good of football. LSU football school first, basketball comes second. Basketball may even come third when you count baseball. So I'm anxious to see what what Matt McMahon can do, but I've, I I kind of get the feeling, especially with Mulkey winning, that Woodward might be saying, look, we've got some success on the hard court. Might be on the, it's on the women's side, but we've got success. We just won a championship. If McMahon doesn't work out, we'll let him go and we'll, we'll get the next guy. But this is a longer-term rebuild. Yeah, I think it... Yeah the women winning casts a, a halo effect on the men's program and maybe makes LSU a more attractive option to like recruits like, Oh, if we can win with the women, then we can win as a men's team. Like LSU, they got a little something going on, but I think it puts more pressure on Matt McMahon because now you're measuring yourself up to uh, a coach who, although she is a legend, she won a national championship in only her second year here. And in her first year, she didn't go three and 18 in SEC play like they did a lot better than that. So uh, it's a, a big step up on the ladder. And so it's got, it's good or bad. But um, I mean, I think overall, they kind of got their own two different trains on separate tracks and uh, it'll just kind of be what it'll be. And like like you said, Tommy, it's not of utmost importance that we start winning championships really anytime soon in, in basketball, at least men's. Yeah. No, well, I mean, yeah, but you don't, if you, if you're just counting basketball in general, they'll be like, well, we just did win a championship in basketball. Yeah. Like we're good for the next 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Um, I don't know. Uh, well, I'd say Matt, yeah. From Matt McMahon is like, all right, well, um, it's kind of hard to top a championship unless you just have another championship and something in addition to it. Right. Like some hard luck story, or it's just a complete Cinderella season. I don't know how you top a title, but again, he, he didn't have to. He just has to, uh, what is it, ride out the storm, right? Um, yeah. We, I don't know. Will, uh, Will Wade was binged his first, what, five games at, uh, at Ole Miss. So I, I don't know. Maybe there is no storm. It's just he does have a rebuild to do, though. Um, good luck to him. Other than that, I don't think, I don't think we had anything else. Coming Not really. Today, Football's clicking along. Excited for the spring game. We're still, I think, still a couple weeks away from that. Um, you know, I feel like football's weirdly quiet. Maybe not in a bad way, but just doesn't seem nothing breaking, which I guess could be considered good. So um, I'm just ready to see the product on the field, and and you know, we're getting closer. It's it's uh, it's almost that time of year again. Agreed. Yeah, and I think probably the only news we'll see. Out of you know, other than what happens at the uh, the spring game is who our next defensive line coach is going to be, but no rumblings on that just yet. But we'll let you know when we know. Last chance, guys. Anything else you want to toss it out there before we uh, put this think, one in the fridge? I think that's a wrap. Right on. Yeah. Hopefully we get hopefully we get a full series of baseball this weekend. Nothing much else competing. So uh, excited to to take some of that in. Agree. Yeah, I think it'll be a good game. Hopefully, again, hopefully LSU can uh, come out on top two to one and keep their series wins, uh, not non-loss streak going. Because uh, uh, after that, I don't know. It's <laughs> it's it's gonna be it's gonna be Hoover time before we know it. Hopefully, I could meet you there, Tommy. I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to see if I can make a Georgia game when they play in Athens. Uh, but until then, um, we'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, when we have some more baseball news for you and hopefully 
uh, you know, whatever else comes out that's good news. We'll have it for you here on Talking Tigs. So until then, stay safe, stay tuned, have a good week, and we will talk to you next time on Talking Tigs.